The previous Mishnah talked about a case where two people come to Basin holding on to the edges of an item and they both claim that the entire item belongs to them. Meaning each one claims that they picked the item up first, the item had been ownerless, and each one claims that he picked it up first and acquired it for himself. So the Mishnah taught that they should each swear, make an oath in Basin that they are entitled to no less than half. They don't swear that they're entitled to the entire thing, because then it's clear that one of these oaths is false. It could be they are not intending to lie, and that they genuinely think that they picked it up first, but it's considered to be a disgrace if two oaths are made one after the other, and it can't be that both of them are true. On the other hand, they don't swear that they're entitled to half of it, because their claim is on the entire item. And therefore the expression, the language of their oath, is that they swear that they are entitled to no less than half of the item. And then indeed they would split it. So this mission is a continuation of the previous Mishnah. And one way of acquiring an animal, of gaining ownership of an animal, is via Mashiach. Mashiach literally means pulling the animal. But any way which one makes the animal move, that would come under the category of Mashiach. Even something like calling the animal and beckoning to the animal to come towards you, if the animal moves towards you because of that, that is also a way of acquiring it via Mashiach. So the Mishnah says, If there were two people riding on an animal, again we're talking about an animal which was ownerless, and they're both found to be riding on this animal. If they ride on it and it cause it to move by riding on it, that is a form of Mashiach. Or one of them was riding on the animal, and one of them was leading the animal by pulling its reins. This one claims, The entire animal belongs to me, because I did the Mashiach first. I started riding the animal before this person came onto the animal. Or I was leading the animal before the other person came onto the animal. But the other person says, No, it all belongs to me, because I did the Mashiach first. Just like in the previous Mishnah, This one should swear that he is entitled to no less than half. And the other person should also swear that he is entitled to no less than half of the animal, the achloiku, and they should split the animal, meaning they should sell the animal, and each one would receive half of its value. Now the Mishnah adds, in this case and in the previous Mishnah, in a situation where they both agree that they acquired it at the same time, and that they are really entitled to only half each, or one of them or both of them have witnesses who testify what happened, that for example they both lifted it up together, or they both rode on the animal together at the same time, then even if the Bastin already ruled that they should swear and make an oath to how much they are entitled to, or that they are entitled to no less than half, even if the Bastin already made that ruling, if they then both agree with each other, or there are witnesses, then they can split the item even without making an oath, because there is no longer a reason to do so, since they are in agreement. Or because witnesses are as strong as an oath. Or even stronger, the strongest proof which there can be, halakhically speaking, is testimony of witnesses. And therefore there is no longer a necessity to make the oath. If somebody was riding on top of an animal, and he found, he saw on the ground a metzia. A metzia refers, it literally means something which is found, and it refers to an ownerless item which one is able to acquire. So he's riding on top of the animal, he doesn't want to get off the animal and have to get back on. And therefore, he said to somebody else who was standing, who was walking in the street over there, give it to me, give me the item. 
and he intended that when the person will give it to him, he will then have it in his hands, and when he takes hold of it, then he will acquire the item and gain ownership of it. So what happened next? That person who he asked to give it to him, Natola, he took the item, he lifted it up, and before giving it to the person riding on the animal, the Omar, he tells him, Ani zochisiba, I have gained ownership of it. So then indeed, zochaba, he has gained ownership, ownership of it, and it belongs to him, and not to the person who is riding the animal. And the Gemara explains that this applies even in a case where the person who lifted it up at the time that he lifted it up, he intended to acquire it for the other person, and not for himself. And then, after he picked it up, he decides, actually, I want to keep it, so I am now intending to acquire it for myself. Even in that situation, it will belong to him. Reason being, that since the person who is riding the animal didn't ask him to acquire it on his behalf, he's able to do that. One is able to acquire something on behalf of somebody else. However, that's not what the person riding the animal asked him to do. Rather, he asked him to give him the item. And this shows that this person riding the animal only intends to acquire the item once it actually reaches his hands, and not before then. And because of that, it won't even help if the other person intends to acquire it for him. And because of that, in our situation, where the person intended to acquire it for the other person, but before he gave it to him, he then changed his mind and intended to acquire it for himself, he has indeed acquired it for himself, and he would be the owner of that item. However, if after the person gives it to the person who is riding the animal, then Omar, he claims, he says, I acquired it originally, meaning now he's claiming that as soon as he lifted it up, he only ever intended to acquire it for himself. And at no point did he intend to acquire it on behalf of this other person who is riding the animal. In this case, he hasn't said anything and we don't believe him. Because the fact that he gave it over to the other person shows that clearly he did follow his instructions. And if really he had intended to acquire it for himself, there'd be no reason why he's giving it to the other person. So he wouldn't believe him, and therefore in this case it would belong to the person who is riding the animal, even though the other person claims that he intended as soon as he lifted it up to acquire it for himself. Mishnah Dalid. So far in Mishnah Base we saw a form of Kenyan called a Mashicha, which is causing an animal to move. In the previous Mishnah, and really in the first Mishnah as well, we saw another form of acquiring something, and that is by lifting it up. That's known as a Hagbar. This Mishnah talks about another form of acquiring something, and that is when something is within four Amas of the person who wishes to acquire it. And this form of acquiring was introduced by the Rabbonon in order to avoid arguments between people like we would have in the first Mishnah, where two people claim that they're the one who lifted up the item first. In order to avoid such arguments, the Rabbonon said that as soon as an item is found within four Amas of somebody, and he intends to acquire that item. So that fact alone, that the item is within four amas of the person, is enough for him to acquire it, even without him doing any act with the item itself. Now this form of acquiring doesn't apply everywhere. For example, in a busy public area, one doesn't acquire something just by being within four amas of the item, because it's likely to be within four amas of lots of people, and not just one person, and therefore it won't really help to avoid the arguments, and therefore the Rabbon didn't enact this form of acquisition, except for in more quiet areas. Now, as another form of acquisition, which the Mishnah is going to discuss, is a kinan chotzer, which is acquiring something by it being in one's property. And that will be the focus of the second half of the Mishnah. 
be as it may, begins the Mishnah Ras HaMetziah, somebody saw a Metziah, an ownerless item which he is able to acquire. He saw it in the street, and he fell on top of it. He sort of lay down on the item in order to acquire it. Now, falling upon an item is not a valid way of acquiring it. And because of that, if after that somebody else came and took hold of the item, he lifted it up. He did an acquisition of a hagbar by lifting it up. Says the Mishnah, the one who took hold of the item is the one who gained, gained ownership of it. Now, here the question needs to be asked. Surely the first person should have acquired it by the fact that it was within four amas of him. Fine, it could be that falling on top of it is not a valid way of acquiring it. But it was within his four amas. That's a distance of around two meters. He was literally on top of the item, so that should that's definitely within his four amas. And so because of that, he should be the one who gained ownership of the item. So either we're talking about a case where it's in a public area, where one is not able to acquire something by it being within four amas. Alternatively, it could be that in such a situation where one shows that he wants to acquire it in a different way, the fact that he fell upon it shows that that's how he wants to acquire it. And he's showing that he's not using the, the, the fact that it's within his four amas to acquire it. He wants to acquire it in a different way. Because of that, he is not able to acquire it by the fact that it's within four amas, because he's showing that he doesn't want to acquire it in that way. And on the other hand, the th- way that he does want to acquire it is not a valid way of acquiring it. And therefore, either way, he is not the owner of this item, and therefore the other person would be able to take ownership of it. Continues the Mishnah, If somebody sees other people running after a Metziah, an item which is ownerless and able to be acquired, and that item is located within his field. For example, they're running after a deer which has a broken leg so it can't run fast. Or they're running after young birds, which are not yet able to fly. And he states, My field has acquired these items for me. He expresses his intention to acquire these items by the fact that they are located within his property. Says the Mishnah, He has gained ownership of these items, and therefore the other people are not able to anymore. However, the Mishnah adds that if the deer was running in its regular way, that it hasn't got broken legs, or these birds were flying, or they were able to fly, and he says that my field should acquire them for me, he hasn't said anything, and that is not a valid acquisition, because one's property can only, uh, can only be a way of acquiring an item if, they, if the item is fully guarded, and safe within his property, such that he would be able, if let's say he were to run after the item, run after the animal, he'd be able to catch the animal before it leaves. In such a case, we say that he doesn't actually have to run after it. It's enough that he intended his property will acquire it. However, if the entire existence of that animal within his property is totally temporary, and the animal is able to just run out of the property, and this person is not able to stop it, so then he lacks that control and dominion over that animal, and in such a case, his property would not be able to acquire it for him, because this Kinan Chotzer only works if the fact that it is in his property gives him enough control over that item. That which one's young son or daughter finds, 
And although in most cases where the Mishnah refers to Ketanim, it refers to people who are under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, in this case, Ketanim refers to anybody who is still supported by their father. It could be they're older than Barabbas Mitzvah. But as long as they are supported by their father, anything which they find belongs to their father. This is also an enactment of the Rabbonon. The Chachamim saw it fit to award anything which they would find to their father in order to encourage him to continue supporting them. As well as that, that which one's non-Jewish male or female slave finds also belongs to their master since they themselves belong to their master. A non-Jewish slave is considered to be the possession of their master and therefore anything which they acquire, anything which they own, also belongs to their master. And thirdly, that which one's wife finds, also also belongs to him. And this, once again, is an enactment of the Chachomim in order to improve and encourage their relationship between this man and his wife. On the other hand, that which one's older son or daughter finds, and the definition of older in this case means one's child who is not being supported by him, and this could even be someone who is under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah. If he is no longer being supported by his father, then there is no reason to award that which they find to their father. That which one's Jewish male or female slave finds, a Jewish slave is not considered to be the possession of their master, and they have their own monetary account, as it were. They're able to own things themselves. And thirdly, that which one's wife, who he divorced, if she finds something, even if he hasn't yet given her the money of the kasuba, the kasuba is a document written at the time of marriage, which obligates the husband to give her a certain amount of money if he dies or divorces her. And the Gemara explains we're talking about a case where the divorce was a, it was was a doubt as to whether the divorce was valid. So he needs to give her another get, and she's not yet able to marry somebody else until she receives another get. And as well as that, the husband is still obligated to support her until she is certainly divorced. But the mission is coming to tell us that even though the husband is obligated to support her, there is still no reason to encourage their relationship anymore because it's clear that they're getting divorced. And therefore that which she finds will belong to her. So in all of these cases, says the Mishnah, that which these people find would belong to them. They would be able to keep it and they would be the real owners of the item as we explained.